for me to be honest with you I mean it's just weird because when you look at the last two years you're like damn I do that all the time like I'd be like oh this happened I'd be like, and I look back Basically. at like photos and shit and I'd be like damn like um this shit was 2018 oh yeah I've been seeing that a lot of people talking about that um hi man we we here recording yeah we recording okay um cause I just thought you said something interesting in the last pod when we wrapped up the decade, and I thought it was interesting that you said that 2018 and 2019 were kind of a blur, which I agree. And uh, so I just wanted to – I know we talked about on individual pods, but just wanted to kind of touch base on a couple things real quick that happened in 2019. Yeah. That was interesting. Um, OJ joined Twitter. The juice uh, is loose. With one of the – with one to me, one of the catchiest – uh, bios I've seen on Twitter. Uh, Hello, Twitter world. It's yours truly. Which he says every time he does a video, which is actually pretty good branding. He is he the original troll? That. Is he the original troll? Uh, I don't know. Culture. Yeah, in terms of troll. But his bio is Hello, Twitter world. It's yours truly. If you don't see it here, I didn't say it. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. That, regardless of man. what you think about OJ, I just think that's just funny as fuck. He's a... He's, uh, he represents America, man. You can potentially get you can get off of potentially killing two people and be famous as fuck and still win. Well, that's the funny thing. You look at if you look at the past and again, you know, the last episode. You and, can and lose to win. Two, if you look at everything in hindsight, you you would lose a lot of money if you made the bet. Eddie Murphy on SNL said uh he had a joke where he said, If you would have bet me in like at in like 1980, when he did uh, Eddie Murphy Raw, he said, like, "If you would have bet me that I'd be a stay-at-home dad relaxing my kids, and Bill Cosby would be at jail, I wouldn't even take that." No, bet. no. And uh, it's just crazy. It's a um, world, it's a real world we live in, man. It's but just, yo, really quick, because I know we talked about other pods, but it's just a couple things that Wait, happened. In OJ came out. Oh no, we talked about OJ coming out in 2017, but OJ started to Twitter, and Bill Cosby went to jail. Yeah. 2019 yeah. and Meek got out. Yeah, Meek Mill got Meek out. Meek got out right before Cosby. They both like sure. a week it's a before. Philly thing. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't have two two prominent nah. black people in Philadelphia in jail at the same. And Weinstein time. is walking 2020. Yeah, man. You got to sometimes you got to pay to play, man. Oh, but here's the thing: he's not using none of his money. Yeah, I know. I know. That's crazy, right? It's crazy. Hey, if you're a white man with influence, what's he using the company's movie money? Yeah. You're suing the company, I guess not so much. I don't know. He got great lawyers, obviously. Yeah. So his lawyers allow him to more or less have the company pay for his fuck ups, and they can't sue him going forward. And he did exactly. Yeah, same. wouldn't that be double double jeopardy? You call it what you want. I know uh, the clause said that they can't because I'm not a lawyer. Oh, once they settle, uh, once they settle, they can't sue him going forward. So you know, like, right. and, and Cosby is in jail. So hey, man, this is America, man. Yo, so all right, couple couple highlights of, of 2019. Ain't no white man getting, getting losing in Me Too. Come on, they're not. That's true. Name one. <laughs> I don't know one actually. Wait, let me just make sure this wasn't 
Exactly. When did that uh the Jesse Smollett thing? That was what? Twenty was that, that was last 20, year. That was twenty nineteen? Twenty nineteen. Juicy. Uh, yeah. Juicy Smollett. <laughs> when did that when did that incident happen? Uh twenty nineteen, right? Incident. Incident. Let me just double check. I just wanna make sure I got my years right. Like you said, it's a blur. It's a blur, bro. So much shit. Oh yeah, it was. I think it was winter twenty nineteen. So alright. So 2019 looking back Jesse Smollett situation happens in Chicago which we all called yeah. before it before it went happened and you know what's funny that's why you guys start paying us for insights I told I was telling one of my coworkers she was like how did you know um a couple weeks before I was like yo I was like it was 0 degrees in Chicago who do you think is going out to rob somebody and she who's was like, getting a subway sandwich in <laughs> and she was like she was like weather. oh wow that makes sense and I was like we're in a make a Make America Great Again hat. Right. I know, right? Even racist people ain't that racist and to go he, kill and, you and in he know, sub-degree and, and, weather. And they know what empire is. You got to be super racist to want to fuck somebody up like that. In the winter. In the winter. That whole shit was dumb. Um, R. Kelly's uh, Gale interview. Oh, that classic. Oh, that was classic. I feel like, I feel like um, that's going to be a moment uh, that people are going to look back on and it's, it's going to be a moment. Ultimate meltdown. Ultimate um, Trump impeachment We kind of talked about this on the last pod But at the end of 2019 he's being impeached And this whole I mean the fake news and kind of um, uh, Analytica trial And everything with Facebook Right. I think the point of this pod was To look at a couple things and say How is this going to influence Marketing and culture In 2020 and beyond and For I the think, next decade, right? and I think, and I think, I think, AD, you brought up a good point. At the end of the last pod, fake news and people trusting the the information that they're getting from the internet and regulation. Do okay. you think? Do you think brands and and news are going to be more regulated moving forward? I think, like especially with influencer culture, that's also what we talked the, about. Here's the thing: you think super influencers going to? I know I'm asking you a bunch of questions. News is supposed. Okay, let me rephrase that. Good journalism is supposed to be based on research and facts. Yeah. The reality of it is most people don't care two fucks about facts. They only care about what sounds good and what's compelling. What about good marketing? That's the point I'm about to go to. Marketing mm. was never based off facts. It's based off insights that you can use to tell a good story. And we live in a head, headline culture. Yeah. So people might just read the headline. That's it. And don't even read the whole article. Which, which is more like clickbait, right? right. So yeah. I think going forward... It's a continuation of what's going on now. Whoever can, whoever can tell, whoever can, whoever can capture your attention at that moment, either through a good headline, a meme, some weird video, fake news, good news, anything that's going to capture people's attention for that moment, that's what's going to win. And it, it doesn't matter if it's truthful or factual or not. It's about that. Does this content that I'm, that's been put out, regardless from influence or a brand or whomever does it capture enough uh attention to win the moment because right. the moments change literally forget the day we're talking about winning a moment like what happens in the moment what happens in the morning has nothing to do what happens like by the end of the day it's right. completely like some different shit well i think to add to that um you mentioned uh, storytelling 
yeah. a lot of these things yeah. a lot of these things have have become these uh big momentous uh uh, issues that have happened in 2019 because of the storytelling behind it. Like if you think of the Cambridge Analytica uh, situation, pe- people kind of I want some people grew up. I even say grew up. Sorry, take, let me rewind that. People have learned to love Facebook, and it's become a part of their their life. Their life, and then now it's the new you, telephone. And then now you find out. That they that a company took all your data from yeah. this company you love and gave all your yeah. data to and uh, now they're using it for imagine for, Verizon when they did so. that back in the days right like because Facebook is kind of like the new telephone it's new right. utility right imagine if any of those utility companies took your data and I don't know some foreign entity used that to swear election like man dude that'd have been like the scandal of the decade it don't even matter now. Well, I think that that kind of that kind of brings us to a new um that's good segue 2020 and kind of California being this test subject of uh they have a new da- data privacy law that's going into effect and GDPR basically. Yeah, and I think a lot of these laws in in states and and, and other counties may not take effect globe uh you know within the whole country but it starts to influence uh i think how other states see themselves and i think it's a big step basically uh i mean you can choose uh i think you can uh let me look it up uh yeah basically the ccpa uh and let me just pull up what i'm i'll put this article in our uh bio and info so you could do a little bit more research but basically, I um, just want to pull up what it does and how I think how I think it's going to affect 2020 and beyond. Well, as I mentioned about GDPR or General Data Protection Regulation, that came from the EU. So this is like I guess the EU trying to add regulations yeah. to our privacy, and that's probably the reason why when you open up a browser, you see when they're asking about cookies or this this site requires cookies, they have to kind of give you they have to let you know that they're tracking right. you right as well as you have the right to go back and you know erase all that data yeah. right? a right to erasure so the ccpa and i and rose i'd love to hear what your thoughts are because i know uh you know media like I, w- I would love to know how you think this is going to affect um media and marketing moving forward but essentially the ccpa allows any california co- consumer to demand to see all the information that a company has saved on them as well as a full list of all the third parties yeah. that data is shared with. Um, and California law allows consumers to sue the company if the privacy guidelines are violated, um, even if there is no breach. And I believe, it doesn't say here, but I believe you can also uh, request that that um, company can delete the data. Yeah, well, once we start talking about suing people, I think the game kind of like changes, right? So it might be, you know, one of those instances, right? So, like, as an advertiser, like, we have to abide by, like, in media, we have to abide by GDPR per with AD, how it kind of called out. Um, there's, like, brand safety, viewability. So, you have companies like um, IAS, you have companies like um, Double Verify, who kind of are supposed to be those guys that kind of measure this activity, right? Um, 
I think what just hap- happens, though, for marketers and advertisers is, like, you just tighten up. Well, here's, it's, it's kind of twofold because it's like, yeah, I am McDonald's and I am trying to go to the marketplace uh, with whatever this this product is or this creative, whatever this this product is, right? And I'm leveraging, let's say, a Verizon data or AT&T data as like a source to connect with audiences, right? Mm-hmm. Me buying that media, like, I don't per se would be, I wouldn't get sued for that per se if the users who I'm trying to tap into, I don't think, I don't think like the McDonald's would get sued. It would be more so Verizon right. and AT&T being sued because they are the ones who kind of are the, they kind of store the data, right? right? So, right. yeah, only thing McDonald's is doing is just accessing audiences and saying, like, hey, like, I'm paying within my CPM. I might pay a premium to access this first-party data or pay a premium or $2 or whatever to access whatever this third-party data company is. And all I'm doing, I'm just serving you guys ads, and hopefully I can get you to click on to draw an acquisition or a sign-up or just hit a landing page, right? Right. So, the dollars that's being impacted, like, I mean, that really doesn't do too much for you. I think the tightening up comes from the data provider. So do you think that um, data is going to be worth a lot more? Like, it, like, like, it, like, say we, we talked about in the last pod, uh, super influencers. Let's say I, I got a million followers. I could say I have all the data to these do. million followers. Right. And I can choose. I mean, that that's a slippery slope because you can lose a lot of followers if you kind of put it out there but you could also say i'll give me a hundred grand and i'll give you access to all these to this data and then i'll also for another hundred grand do a marketing campaign for you yeah i mean i think it kind of depends um depending on what happens like on the back end and just like tighten tightening up um from a data provider standpoint right so you know all this stuff AD talked about like regulations. Like it's still kind of like the Wild Wild West. Like you really don't know something is a problem until it's a problem, right? And like I think this happens all the time. Like Facebook has gone through this. Like Google has gone through this with just like the way they're tapping into audiences. Yeah. Like they, this happens all the time. Like this is this is this is big business, right? So all you all you I mean it could be more expensive, but I don't know. Like I think it just depends. And then once. You know, they make these changes, these updates, then it just becomes regular again. Like, you know, so. Any predictions uh, in terms of something that could be disruptive uh, to marketing in the early 2020s or is it too early to see? Um, I think when it comes to marketing going forward, I don't know if it's a prediction or it's just a continuation of the status quo. But I do think more and more marketers are going to have to figure out how to create product-based kind of offerings as opposed to just, hey, you know, here's a campaign. I think more and more um, brands are going to have to start, like, thinking about how to control, like, you know, the, the narrative around their product. And I think more and more advertising agencies are going to get more into, like, creating products themselves. I mean, you got one particular agency I'm not going to name because I got beef with them. I'm petty. <laughs> it just say, you know, they do a lot of work for Nike, right? But they're walking away from doing traditional campaign, and they're doing this accelerator approach around, like, uh, uh, I guess, consumer engagement. So they're, like, 
funding like startups who they can more or less take that solution and either create its own little business out of it mm-hmm. or they can take those same cool things and maybe found in the accelerator and offer to their current clients right so i think it's going to be more or less more of that and it's almost like in a consulting kind of approach with some marketing and some experiential because even like you know uh, a place like you know some of these news outlets they're getting more and more into like experiential marketing uh, which allows them to collect data and allows them to engage your audience as well as sell you know ultimately ads to those audiences in the form of experiential right because uh, you know you look at a newspaper they're supported by advertising well advertising now has to be something that's in person as well as a captured data it allows you to re-engage the audience through some type of means and, you know, ultimately allow that data that they collected to be accessed to all the advertisers. Yeah. So it's, I think it's just going to be evolution of the current. I don't know what that next thing is. Mm. I think the next thing is, is maybe like the streaming services, figuring out how to create these unique ad-like experiences that keep people on their platforms. Mm. I don't know what that is. Not Maybe it's not a traditional... 15, 20, 15 or 30 seconds, 60 second spot. I don't know what that is, but it's something. Yeah. Uh, I guess for me, like, I don't want to say prediction. Uh, let's, I'll put myself out there. On put it a, out yeah, there. A, a prediction. Put I think. We called a lot of things on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I think a prediction is, and I think we kind of um, hinted to a little bit, and I know I've spoken about this before, but like, just. It's going to lie in the hands of the consumer and understanding what that data means and like knowing like, okay, here, this is how marketers or whoever are trying to target me, right. like versus having this device that has a signal that whether if it's cookies or whatever, and it's capturing this information, how do I use this information that's for me to sell it directly, like and make money off of it? Versus just me paying the bill and these people are not only taking money from me using a service, me paying for this Wi-Fi, this Internet, mm-hmm. and then they're taking that information and then they're selling it again. Yeah. Like, I think consumers, they're probably going to get smart enough to say, like, how do I become a part of this? Yeah. yeah. Like, I think Making I think that's the just story. the next step. Right. Making it's a like part of the adventure in the story. Waking up in the Matrix. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, like, I think that we're going to probably see opportunities just like more moments um I, I think the whole Popeyes shit although it's funny as fuck to me um it was like one of those moments that know, was a big 20 that was like moment. wow that, that, was that shit 20, was crazy big 2019 moment bro that was crazy yeah. so it's like you can't even make that shit no like, but the people made that up. like did. social media made that right so it's like you know you get you, I, I think it's brands are gonna figure out like not you can't make that up. It's like, damn, like the people just yeah, it's grabbed like, it and gravitated exactly. towards it. So I mean, you had like what Chick Fil A like trying to like come at Popeyes on social, or was yeah. it? You know what? Was they it KFC? Sh- it was one of those other chicken brands. Actually, I think it was Chick Fil A. Yeah, they was beefing. You know what they should have done? Chick Fil A should have get should have cut fifty a check, fifty cent, or yeah, or or so, someone who's famous for beefing, oh, okay. and then. Oh. I think that would have been a cool like I right, like someone who's know. known for beefing and then just like I like the in. fact that those two brands were petty with each other like some right. rappers. Like, well, I kinda Wendy's like that. has done that a couple they, times. Uh, Wendy's a they're great with they're really good with that. They're good with that. Like whoever runs that social, 
man, they epic. They, they, man, look, they come at you like, like, yeah. with like an arsenal of like comebacks. Like they, they, whoever's running a social is a good writer. Good. Not com- only are they a good writer, they know how to play the dozens. Yeah, very well. I wouldn't fuck with Wendy's on social. <laughs> I leave them alone, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, one prediction I think I, I think that brand big huge brands can learn a lot from um uh like AD said, product service ads. I mean product service companies. Uh just cause like one experience today, for example, I, I uh made reservations for, for dinner at a at a place and like um I think it's through uh I can't remember the app, but like I, uh, they had my number uh, from the cool idea, whatever. And I was like, "Hey, I want to make a reservation for blah blah." And they're like, "Oh yeah, so uh, blank." And and they they told me my first name and my last name. I was like, "Oh okay, crazy." And like I know that there's a lot of restaurants are starting to connect through kind of restaurant apps, so you can yeah. make reservations. And I guess since I've done it on one app for one restaurant, it's starting to kind of connect me to different restaurants, which yeah. they can start. To, not that they will, but they, they can start to create a profile and be like, hey, he loves uh, fish, and this is the kind of wine he likes. And they could be like, when I get there, oh, hey, Mr. Stallion, would you like a glass of uh, Pinot? Because we, you, 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 we know you drank that at your last, last restaurant experience um, or something like that. But I think um, it might be expensive for big brands to do it, but I think there's a, there's a pocket and space for – Brands and for people to personalize things. Well, American a Express lot more for bought, people. American Express bought Resi. I think they bought Resi last year. Oh, okay, yeah, that's the app I use. So, Resi. Yeah, yeah, if you use Resi, you now got a credit card financial services, right? Credit card buying a booking app, a reservation app, which is basically app. That's data acquisition, right? So right. you know, the yeah, more you gotta know, sign up with, with your name, one hundred percent. And if you more likely you're gonna link your card to it, so. With you know, you don't even have to pay. You could just walk out. We'll charge you. Well, yeah. I mean, Later. it's fun. Look, you know, the company. I mean, I you got to pay, but but no, but it's like <laughs> it's the, it's the Uber kind of thing. You just dine and dash. You don't have to worry about like transacting. Like it just does it right. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. funny because you know that's something we thought about. You know, at my current job, like you know that kind of experience, that that frictionless experience, and the only way to do Amazon's that. Amazon's doing that a little bit. Yeah, with their, with their store. stores, right? So. Mm-hmm. The way you do that, you connect the car to an experience, and people don't have to think about it. Yeah, man, and you know, I like that connecting your brand. If you take card out, connecting your brand to experience, and it's seamless now. Yeah, like you don't have to, you don't have to make the extra step to think about it. Yeah, and the reality that you know, if you ever see that American Express card breakdown, like at the like all your activity. Like that's another thing. Like yeah. in in addition to that, because like that's being sold, and that's how target segmenting ha- yep. is being created. I, yeah. And like, yeah, that's as, how. Yeah, I'll just say as much. I think American Express doesn't know have where the best points, but I do love. I love their app experience, and I love I love the experience of dealing with their customer service. Yeah, American Express let. Not yeah. that they're paying us for this. No. Just yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to end this conversation real fast <laughs> um, until they cut a check. But no, like American Express really, for me, it's like, damn, I go out this much? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it, it, it it lets you know, like, that, that pie chart. And it's like, yo, bro, you might want to I would say American think Express about that. and then uh, Chase does a good job of showing you how much, how, much, how much activity you've been doing in your consumer journey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. I think that's. Uh, is there anything else that happened in twenty nineteen? 
Nah. Um, so it was a blur, so bro. So a blur. It was a lot. All right. I think. I think. Uh, also, just one other prediction about 2020. Um, Trump gonna win again. I'm carrying down. Yeah, say. Oh yeah, we know that. The numbers are there, bro. I don't want it. I hate to admit it. We know that though. Let's just be real about if it. If you, yeah, no, I mean, because like if you, if I think we did a breakdown of like social media and we looked at all the people who have like a name. Who has like some? Yeah. Um, if you monitor everyone who's running and look yeah. at their so- social media, anyone who has some stake in the game, it's like if you compare Trump. Trump got sixty-eight million Twitter followers and fifteen point eight million IG followers. That's 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 pretty that's impressive. Yeah. It's impressive. Sanders has eight point eight Twitter followers, three point nine IG. Warren has five point five million Twitter, two point two million IG. Biden has four million Twitter. Rasky speaking, one point four IG Obama, who's not running? Who's not running? Who's and not running and who hasn't endorsed anybody yet? Who hasn't endorsed anybody? Obama alone on Twitter has a hundred and eleven million. Twitter He's the followers. most. He has the most followers on Twitter. Period. Period. Right, and he has twenty five million IG. Like, I'm just throwing that. But out there. but here's one thing, and 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 nobody's beating we're, Trump. We're, we're not Obama stands, but if you look at Obama's marketing, uh, even. Like all right, you said it on a previous pod. Trump has been uh, campaigning since since Obama's era yeah. to when he won in twenty sixteen to now. And if you look at Obama, he still kind of campaigns in a way where if you look at his every year, hey, my top mm-hmm. my top songs of the year, my yeah. favorite my top, books, my favorite movies, my top of the books. Year. So like he's not politically charged, but in he a way be. he's marketing himself to keep himself relevant. But he's also using relevant tools. He doesn't do it on. He doesn't go to the New York Times and Don't do an article to. for the year. He Don't goes on Twitter. Does yeah, on Twitter. and he his, goes to where his people are. And his cosign is like crazy. It's like, like, like to get. Like I follow like Torre. He'll um, get a free meal anywhere. Yeah, like I follow Torre <laughs> on IG, and Torre was like, "Wow!" Like, like th- I think Obama started following him, and he was like, "Damn, Obama's following us!" Like. Yo, like we made it, bro. Yeah. Like, so just to have that cosign and him being in that list of my top books, my top songs, my top like that's crazy. I, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm really, I hope, and I can be this in my pocket. I don't give a fuck. I hope somebody do beat Trump. I just don't see it happening with these numbers. This dude has been campaigning for since he's been before he was president. He's still campaigning. He was campaigning the day he got impeached. Look, bro, with the Electoral College still being in place, there's no way he, Trump is, like, he was campaigning. no way Trump is losing, bro. He was campaigning the moment he bombed Iran. He was still campaigning. Well, when when, when there was a lot of... Uh, oh, man. I, I think a lot, if you notice, he every time care. there's a Democratic debate, he goes to a to A, a to small a base, town. To a, to a, a base. To a base, and then he does like a little rally. Yeah. There. So Places, he's, he's smart. He doesn't... Places that them other people won't go. I mean, it's like look, he did. That's true. It's just that's why some people was they found this themselves on the outside looking in. Yeah, because they thought that the last time around that the people they affiliated with had those places on lock, and it's like yo, it's a new time. Look at Obama. Like nobody was not going to outbeat or outraise money. No, you know when Obama was like president, because he had like mass social followers. He was like the first president to actually use social media. Yeah, and he, and he had a lot of celebrity uh, backing. He did banks backing, but he, he really took micro um, funding. He did some something. Some oh, sorry, finish that. He, point. he took micro funding, made it popular. You know, he also reached out to a lot of people, grassroots work, because he hit the ground running. But 
let's be honest his his social media strategy was was the model and now you look at somebody like well hillary could have taken that but that's all another ball game because she got a lot of followers but she didn't her impact is not there you look at this trump and also guy. too i think i think hillary the the problem with hillary, hillary had is trust. People, people who didn't like obama yeah i would say that trust because people who didn't like Obama was like, all right. She had a narrative he, he's, problem. He, yeah. I, I don't care, bro. Storytelling. Like, we can say the trust thing. She had a narrative problem. And I think, uh, yeah, storytelling. Because, I mean, come on, dude. Trump was, they, they had him on tape talking about grabbing by the pussy. And well, he still became but, president. But, but, but Trump does a good job of saying, hey, man, I'm just a, I'm a, just a small town it, Queens it's, boy. It's a narrative, bro. Who bro. made it Who made it's it a narrative, from, from bro. the bottom. And y'all bro. Queens niggas is mad. Scoop. Y'all <laughs> Queens motherfuckers are like petty. Bro. Jamaica states, man. Eddie's from Jamaica. States. When 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 Trump got impeached, right? Bro, your man's put out. <laughs> he put out a message and talking about the haters, and he was like, "Pray for me." I was like, "Only a rapper." <laughs> Only a rapper would say that. Only a rapper would say. Yo, you know what's funny, <laughs> man? When, when, not not that it's funny, but this shit is, but this after, crazy, after, after after the uh, the feedback he got from. Um, from the bombing of Iran, he put up the American flag, and people on Twitter were like, "Oh, he's throwing up his set." God damn, that's hip hop. That, that's what I'm saying. Oh like, it, God, it, that's it's, it's, it's a crazy that's terrible. connection. But that is it's terrible. like, you know, like when people, yeah, yeah I get it. He kind of, he kind of, he's, do, he's, he's kind of doing a Suge Knight. Yeah, that's terrible, bro. Uh, Suge Knight '96. Uh, yeah, yeah. '95 uh, '96 Source, Source Awards. Awards. Yo, damn, he's got quiet just there. <laughs> Yo, one of the points I was gonna say about Obama really quick was uh, he kind of took the uh, Kennedy approach where Kennedy used the medium at, at the, the time, time which right. was TV, right? And he was on TV, and that helped with his election, and that's what Obama did. And then also Trump took Trump Trump took that playbook, and he also has um uh there's some guy I forget the guy's name, but there's a there's a, a gentleman who worked with uh, Putin. <laughs> Who who has kind of helped? Don't hack us, Trump's campaign. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and I just want to preface this by saying we are in no way, shape, or form endorsing endorsing him. No, we're, we're just looking talking. At, we're looking strategy, at we're, we're, looking we're just at, being objective. We're looking at his strategy and it's objectively. Strategy. Hey, okay, so this leads us into you asked about predictions, right? Like going forward, like let's just let's just take this current world right now and let's just jump to twenty twenty four. Let's just go ahead. I mean, because I don't know what's going to happen in the next four years. I oh. just know that we are in a weird world that super influencers are, are actually winning. It's weird, but they are. So, do we look at going forward like, you know, we got this celebrity president? Is it possible for yet another celebrity to just step into that? Because let's be honest, celebrities overall, Kylie Jenner can technically be president if you go purely off like her being a celebrity. Right, and she got more followers than anybody out there. Like she got like what? Like, I can't even remember her numbers. They're nuts. They're ridiculous. She got more followers than her sister. Yeah. So, are we in this weird world that the super influencers, all these elite individuals who can influence people, are like literally like the new monarchs, the super influencers? Like they're like you know could not just influence like culture, but we talking about policies. I think so. I mean, I that's think, scary. I mean, I don't I know if they so. would run, but I think you, they, they have said a big, about Trump, though. <laughs> right. 
See, that's another like, thing. That's we gotta saying. stop like, underestimating shit, bro. Yeah, like, and then you gotta understand, like, it takes a lot of time you, to campaign. You, you gotta understand, like, younger people, right? Like, this is just all. Everything's moving forward. It is. So, like, in four years, mm-hmm. the world will be different. In eight years, the world will be different. And in uh, 12 years, the world will be different, right? But right. all those young people who enjoy going online yeah. just to watch, go in people's lives to yeah. troll. Just, like, people, I, I've heard people say, I've heard young dudes say, yeah, if Kanye ran for president. Yeah, vote for him. I vote for him just to be troll. Just to just troll. To troll. Man, yo, that is dangerous. That's dangerous, though. And, and, and it's funny because if I'm a brand and I'm looking at like, <laughs> they vote for him just to troll. Just to troll because yeah, people are a, fucked up. You like laughing? That. Keep laughing. <laughs> see, yeah, keep laughing. And see, that's the that is exactly. It's funny the, because people is, will do that. That is people, exactly people the would problem. be like, oh, you know what? Let I'm, bro, he not gonna win. I'm gonna vote for Kanye. Bro, I can see there be a challenge. It's gonna be vote for Kanye challenge yeah. where people go in the booth and they're gonna be recording themselves. I mean, if you look, the, but, if you, but if you look at it, the switch, he's, he's going. He's going to not to say it's his political campaign now, but he's going to churches now. Yes. He's going straight to people. Yeah, and Man. if you look at Eve. He went with Joel. Uh, Joel he went Olsen, If you look at uh, evangelical Bruh. Christians, those are like the I'm a, influencers and at, the people. At heart, who I try to be campaigns. a person who think about the next step. And my thing as a creative, unironically, ironically, I like to read shit like Art of War. The one thing Art of War teaches you is not to ever underestimate anything. I got to reread that, 2020. And, and, you know, the sad thing about it, man, like everything from brands to the American people always underestimate the people <laughs> right you're right people yeah. underestimated middle america yeah and they yeah. voted and for people Trump. who wanted that, their cold jobs back that was my original point when, yeah. when i started talking about people yeah. who forgot yeah like they 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 were finding so themselves in the outside. Yeah. no i'm talking i was talking about hillary clinton i just didn't oh, even say okay. her name the reason why we in my opinion yeah. she couldn't beat trump is because the electoral college and he spoke to people spoke to that, that she didn't speak to right so when then i remember i heard her say something crazy like Oh yeah, like when it comes to some sort of policy. Oh yeah, Bill he did great in that. I'm gonna let him take care of that. Like what? Which is weird because what? Any what Republican, are you talking about? Any Republican at the time could have easily did exactly what he did. They just didn't do it. Right. Right. And it's like, yo, we gotta stop underestimating everybody, even as a brand. Like, Bro. if you talking about I'm brand X, I need to never underestimate the power of the consumer because every time you do that. The consumers come out with a campaign or they don't, and I mean, and shut your shit down. Perfect example, yeah, that we went through Chick fil A and yeah. Popeyes, yeah, they underestimated Popeyes. Like, if you if you yeah. if you think about like overarch, overarching brand, right? Like, yeah. top three things that you think about Popeyes, top three things that you think about Chick fil A, it's probably split in two different directions, yeah, probably split in two different directions, but you know what. At the end of the day, like I think it was a lot of I haven't even had the sandwich, but I'm just saying, like just for a, for a moment, I was like, "Yo, is it cracking that shit? Like, <laughs> what is in there? Crack water? What's in there? Crack water? Oh, man, GMO chicken? I don't know, bro. Meanwhile, <laughs> kids are still being detained. In the it's we, we are in a weird world, yeah. bro. And I just feel like we just can't underestimate anything, and we got to start taking. Unfortunately, even the trolls to a certain degree. So, like, come on, dude. Six nine is out. We th- who would have predict that? He's about to be out. So, 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 a couple, <laughs> couple more predictions. Um, uh, entertainment wise, six nine and Bobby Schmurda. Bobby Schmurda is supposed to get out end of twenty twenty. 
Um, and well, he's more of a New York base, but uh, Wavy Crockett, Max B is supposed to be getting out. Who you think? And for people who don't know, just do the research. Out of Takashi Six Nine and Bobby Schmurter, since they're the same age, who do you think would have a more, uh, um, not successful career, but a more, uh, I guess, more people will. Ba- yeah, let's go six with nine. that. Successful. Six Nine. For the mm. everybody talking about. Bobby Smyrna, in my opinion, is a better, I guess, MC if you want, or rapper. But Six Nine, everybody, yo, you got you got mainstream America talking about Takashi Six Nine, bro. That's true. Mainstream Damn. America is talking about you got like late night hosts and possibly Ellen and Oprah and motherfuckers like them. SNL, yeah. SNL made a yeah ha- has had did uh Takashi Six Nine. Yo, I just thought about this right, and it's like. All the hip hop purists, he's and, a troll, right? All the hip hop purists are just talking about like even at the radio stations, and they're talking down about this young man Takashi Six Nine, um, and it's like oh, like because they always compare him and Bobby Shmurda. Bobby Shmurda did a, an extra couple of years, so his so someone else so, so his homeboy so his homeboy's yeah. time can be reduced. That's an honorable thing, honorable thing, but. In my mind, I'm thinking about that, and I'm like, I agree. That's an honorable thing it if is. you're living that type of lifestyle, right? I don't yeah. live that lifestyle, so I don't. I probably shouldn't even be talking about this, but I thought about it. I was like, damn. Again, here we have the a, trolls. A troll. So, like, we have all these Ebro and all these hip hop purists, and it's like the trolls want to do everything that's the opposite of that. Yeah. Because you're telling me what to do. Yeah. So it's the same effect where I was talking about when I heard someone say like, yo, I would vote for Kanye just to troll. Just to troll. So I don't know. That's terrible, bro. I'm just giving a perspective. Like, While wearing their Yeezys in the booth and get the photo. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying. And And the Great America hat, too. Make America Great hat. Yeah, because people fucked up. They'll do that. No shape, form, or fashion am I uh, co-signing anything Takashi yeah. do. I'm just looking at it objectively yeah. and, like, where we are. Wait, mm, here's the, the thing. Troll. I wish more people like you would actually look at things a little bit more objectively. Everybody react- is reacting to things emotionally. Right. And they're not taking the time to break things down and be a little bit more objective with the thinking. They're just reacting because it's a feeling, right? It's like, look. Understand who this person is, why they're doing it, and how they are actually winning. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot. I think Rose does that a lot. Well, um, yeah, when, when like anything viral gets, but we kind of paid chat, to do that. Though. We get shared in the chat, and I'm always like, eh, let me take a step back to you at the full story. You can't yeah. always react. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and then you got to think about it. last thing I'm gonna say, and I, I promise I'm done with this. Yeah. But I got one more thing. About to, 2020. If you look at like Takashi, right, and all the people who are like uh, listening to this music and. The streams and everything, like yeah. most of those people aren't gangster people either. Like this, just nope. like kids. I and mean, if you look at most people at a hip hop concert, right? It's yeah. not exactly. No. So, so that's an even better or festivals. So the thing is, those Coachella the, ticket costs four fifty exactly, and they got money to get in there. Now, those do those rules don't apply, right? Like they like, don't live that life exactly. They just so, want like, to hear the story exactly. So him snitching. Does it really matter to the troll babies? That's like, like does it matter to like, the trolls? Yeah, that's like no. that's like people watching a Scorsese film and they're like, I'm not a gangster, so I don't like I don't play by those rules. I'm, I'm just, just watching it for entertainment. Right. I'm just entertained. So, and if you're talking about entertainment now, don't get it. Like, I think Takashi. I don't think Bobby was out long enough. Yeah. For that's me to I be felt. like, yeah. oh well, if who's more entertaining, but. 
Takashi had a run for being entertaining. So yeah, yeah Bobby had a cup, had the, the hat that never landed, <laughs> and then he stepping on a ballroom table at like some. <laughs> but that would, was Bob. but would Bobby be the guy who tried to troll like known gangster motherfuckers? Nah, I don't think so. Nah. No, but but, but I'm talking about consumers though. I'm talking about consumers. Like, both, I don't think they care. I think if they're both out, I think they'll both be su- quite successful oh, because man. I think people would work with Bobby Schmurda to oh. get at like a t- like it'll be like a Chick Fil A Popeyes exactly. Thing. It'll be like all right, you wanna you wanna buy this kid's music? All right, we're gonna work with Bobby. We're gonna make sure he has the Gucci Man come back. Where like his albums popping and he just got out of jail and all this other. Maybe that's the whole point of all this shit. Not maybe we just maybe we're overthinking all. Yes, this. and we that's absolutely probably. are. Because like honestly, like as a you know a person who be like yo, if you had to pick one of the two, like if I had to pick, I'd probably ride with Bobby just because of like the honorable stuff that's yeah. supposed to mean something um, to people that live that life. And what the reflection of the music is is like because they both was kind of talking about. Similar stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm a, I'm older than them. I, yeah. It don't really matter to me, but I'm not going to co-sign either one of their behavior. Like, yeah. I'm not co-signing their behavior. But. So, uh, just one last thing. Another prediction. Streaming. Um, and always I bring this up is... Oh, yeah, the I'll streaming put, wars. I'll put the, I'll put the link in the bio, but Netflix just... Um, it's trending right now, but Netflix just uh, announced... Uh, a, a bunch of original content and movies yeah. that are dropping in 2020, and with Eddie doing something, I guess, right? I think so. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I think. I, I think. I think it's interesting looking at it in hindsight. I don't have the numbers. This will be another pod, but I wonder how successful uh, Disney Plus is is doing because I know a lot. I, I haven't heard a lot of people saying they have it, and it. I don't know if I, I, I think mean it just started. Long, they're they're so playing a long tail on this so, one, bro. so it's kind of hard to tell. But they, they, well, I feel like Netflix. They, they I thought Netflix tail. was gonna die, but I they're, doing, think, they're doing good. I think they go. I think all these streaming services are gonna do fairly. It's gonna become cable. Yeah, I mean, look, Disney is playing a long tail. They got a big catalog plus they own half of Hulu and ESPN, mm. right? Um, Netflix can be edgier, obviously, than you know Disney. You know, Disney has Hulu. HBO, you can get that directly without having you know any type of cable. HBO is a, is another outlier and FX, FX, Epic. Those are two. Everybody is doing their Killing thing. Um, and, and here's the funny thing: the cost to operate those are like what they call the zero margin mm-hmm. because they're not shipping a tangible thing, so they can they can more or less take a a risk because they're not shipping DVDs, they're not shipping packaging and distributing like you know. Tangible things to consume, yeah. so all this stuff is kind of like, oh, it don't in work. Cloud. It's, it's in the cloud. Yo, it, it don't work. I right, put another one out. Oh, this work cool. We do more of that. Oh, this don't work. Take it out and do something else. Yeah, you know, so that the, the cost, the zero, the, the cost to actually explore and potentially like you know explore that. Um, I yeah, think it, I, it does. It's, it's zero if you really think about it. Uh, I, I forgot the guy's name. Um, it'd be interesting to see the how. zero cost economy. It's a whole book about this. I forgot the name of this guy. I've got dad brain going on, but it's a whole book called a zero cost margin or economy where, you know, this idea of just putting out like experiences and content is pretty much zero margin because you're not shipping 
physical things. So they mm-hmm. can experiment with this shit and nothing happens. Jeremy Rifkin? Yeah, him. Jeremy Rifkin right. got zero marginal cost society. Yeah, yeah. This whole this, this notion of like the fourth industrial revolution, something mm-hmm. around that, right? And it's just literally you can use the Internet of Things or cloud or whatever to put out anything. And if it doesn't work, you can like put something new out and it keeps going. It yeah. just keeps going. I think it'll be interesting to see the influencer culture and everything. One thing we didn't talk about that was a big thing in 2019, 2018, um, Fire Festival. Oh, nice. uh, and, 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 and we're not going to talk about that because we talked about it on another pod. But interesting enough, taking a L supposedly and making two different documentaries and putting it on two streaming platforms. Yeah, dude. Again, the Popeyes, I'm going to keep using that. The Popeyes, Chick fil A. Uh, uh, momentum of like you know what we're we're gonna create we're gonna we're gonna take this 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 thing the fire festival yeah, yeah. we're gonna create competition yeah which I think is a a big thing if you don't have a I, I forget who said it but if you don't have a competitor create create one, one right because then you give people a choice yeah that's mm-hmm. kind of that's that's business hey, hey that's a good way to to, to wrap it up right licensing everybody man. yeah what. No, I was saying licensing. Like, oh, yeah. The reason why like that was able to exist like on both platforms. Insane, yeah. right? Yeah, but the funny thing is, AD and I were talking about this. Uh, they were slightly different documentaries. Yeah. Same footage. Same content. Same content. It's crazy, man. Yeah. All right, man. I'm looking forward to 2020 and the next decade. And uh, anything else? I'm just going to sting my ass at home, man. <laughs> Oh out. man, I'm gonna stay out of these people way like Rose said. I'm stay at home. Like I'm just gonna see what the fuck happens. Same here. Yeah. Rose, any any uh any thoughts? Sign us off on? Nah man. You know, it's con- it's consistent with me. So stay out their way. Um but yeah, man, eyebrows closing out. Uh no soft talk when it comes to telling the truth. Yeah, man. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Protect your neck. Join us again on the next pod. Peace. Peace.